Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, good evening, and welcome to another hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The doctor is a Ph.D. out of uh, beautiful William & Mary of the nation's second, second oldest college. I am here. That's right. I am here right now at this time and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Can you finish it? Can you finish it? Yeah, 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 that's right. I'm right here in beautiful Tampa. Now, I've got a confession to make, but before I confess, I want to go ahead right here and now and do my uh, my usual thing. Then the confession will commence. Today's date is August 28, 2012. Beautiful old town Alexandria is where I usually broadcast from. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I'm here in beautiful Tampa. I just got back about a half hour ago after casting my vote on the floor. Oh, yeah, baby, yeah, I am a delegate. Now, I've been keeping the fact that I am a delegate a secret. because, uh, And the reason is, uh, most of the delegates... Uh, from the great state of Virginia, at the very at, at least, I can speak for a lot of the, uh, from the from Virginia area have been inundated with calls to uh, cast our votes for either uh, Ron Paul, which did get he did get a few, or Newt Gingrich. A lot of um, delegates have been threatened, quite a few rather. And uh, we've been uh, there have been some attempts at bribery, uh, conjoling uh, us to uh, to vote for um, to vote for someone other than Romney. 
So some of us have kept the fact that we are delegates, uh, you know, keep, we've kept it quiet. But here I am. It is an exciting night. I can tell you that right here and now. It is great. It's great to be here. And you know what's what's really cool is the buffet. The buffet is fantastic. Reminds me of the times I cruise on cruise ships on Princess Cruise Line and Celebrity. <laughs> the buffet is fantastic. I have been eating all day long. So here I am at the convention. We're going to listen in a little bit during the course of the show and see what's going on. And then after the show, I'm going to head on down and join the festivities. It is a great night. You know what? A lot of you conservatives out there, like me, really should, especially you blog talk radio hosts, you digital radio host. It may not be blog talk. It could be uh, some other um, you know, venue. But... You know, I don't see a lot of my I don't I don't get to greet. I don't get to meet a lot of my blog talk radio uh brethren, my peers, at any of these events. You know, I'd like to see G Ski. I'd like to see Southern Sense. I'd like to see GTT one eighty three. You know, there's there's just one other broadcast one one other uh, uh blog talk host who I see regularly at CPAC. And at events like this, so I would really like to uh, to have some of you guys come on out. You know, it's a short ride. I drove in. I drove in from Virginia. You know, and it was a pretty cool ride. I had fun. You know, made a few stops along the way. You know, and I I didn't I didn't do it all in one day. But I'm I'm having a great time now. I'm staying about a mile away from the event. Uh, because I got my room kind of late. So all the places that were really close by, within walking distance, were already taken. But this place is rocking. You have got to be here. So without further ado, before we well, before we get into uh, our topics of the night, we're going to take a short break. And we'll come back and we'll get this party started the right way. Because we've got a lot to talk about in a very short period of time. We're going to talk about Samuel L. Jackson saying that it's unfair that Isaac missed the GOP convention. I used to like him a lot. Not sure what's going on with that dude right now. We're going to talk about the decline of uh, of um, the mainstream media, particularly MSNBC. We're going to talk about uh, the awful truth about Obama. Uh, and how it's uh, beginning to come through the liberal bubble with movies such as uh, 2016, Obama's America. And we're going to ask the question, has the media worm turned against Obama? We're going to try to squeeze all that in before we finish up and I head right back down to the convention. And you know what? I will I will eat one of those big-ass danishes for you all tonight. I will chow down on some of those fine deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. I'll have some shrimp cocktail, and I'll raise a shrimp cocktail glass thingy to all of you who can't be here. I'll drop a couple of shrimp for the brothers and sisters who are not here. I'll spill a little wine for you all because you're not here with me. 
Oh, and that caviar that I had my eye on, I'll have a little of that. Just for you. It's not for me. It's all for you. I'm going to eat until I get sick here at the convention. Not for me. Oh, no. It's all for you. For the brothers and the sisters of the conservative movement who cannot be here with me tonight. And when I head over to to the crab house, I'm going to have crab for you. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, there he is, G-Ski 2020 Radio. We'll be right back. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Hold on. We got a lot to talk about in a very short period of time to talk about it. All right. Be right back. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. As always, Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rocks. Yo, yo. Ah, yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GDT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, with the situation report, In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the situation report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts. And they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. My journey to America can be traced back to the independence of India, the land of my fathers. Obama's journey to America can be traced back to the independence of Kenya, the land of his fathers. Tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, changes come to America. The U.S. government has not had a budget for over a thousand days in count. What he's doing is pitting 
one class of Americans against another. And we can't afford the same political games and tactics that always put us against one another. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Check this out. I I mentioned yesterday that I went to see the movie um, in 2016 in both uh, Old Town Alexandria and then again in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Now, the theater in an Old Town which is just literally a stone's throw away from the White House. If you've got a really good arm, well, you can toss it across the Potomac, I guess. might hit something. But the theater was packed. Now, in Lawrenceville, well, there were only 16, 17 people in the theater, but still. The question is, finally... And the question, well, that's not the question, but the question is, how how much of an effect do you think that this film will have this coming um, November? I mean, it's pretty telling and pretty damning, and you know, it's uh, it's all very much factual. And oh, just one more question: Had this film? this documentary film come out during the election of 2008, would Barack Obama, well, would he would he have been elected? The 2012 election season has shifted now from primary politics to the general election. It's, it's, it'll be official tomorrow night. But the delegate count is in. Summer's nearly ended. The Olympics are finished. The media will now set their sights on both candidates. General elections generally sour the public as they suffer an endless cycle of attack ads. Politicians and their campaign managers know that negative ads work. Nobody took President Clinton seriously when he promised to end the politics of personal destruction then began destroying the reputation of Special Prosecutor Ken Starr, victim Paula Jones, and witnesses Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky. Presidential candidate Mitt Romney accused President Obama of sacrificing the truth for political victory in 2012. Romney said, and I quote, It seems that the first victim of an Obama campaign is the truth. It has been sad and disappointing, end quote. Romney said this in response to the attack ads against him, claiming that Romney would raise taxes. 
Now, Romney finished with, we're going to get this economy going. And Mr. President, stop saying something that's not true. End quote. I'm sorry, I didn't quote that properly. And Real, Real Clear Politics reports, question, thank you, Governor. When my son's boss asked why he wants a day off, he said, I get a chance to see Romney and Ryan. He said, you mean that guy that wants to raise taxes? So what are you going to do to combat the lies that the leftists are telling about you? Romney responds, thank you. It seems that the first victim of an Obama campaign is the truth. It has been sad and disappointing. Frankly, you know, when I became the presumptive nominee, the president called me and congratulated me on becoming the presumptive, the presumptive nominee and said that America deserves an honest debate about the future course of the country, and I agree. Romney went on to respond, I'm waiting to hear him begin that, because all we've heard so far is one attack after another. And frankly, they're typically not honest. There may be one there that is. I keep looking for it, but it's been a disappointment. Well, here's another question. What does Romney expect? Barack Obama has been less than truthful throughout the course of his presidency. And he... Well, he practices the politics of Chicago, which is the politics of destruction. Even if Barack Obama had success after success after success, Barack Obama would not tout his successes. He would seek to destroy his opponent. Much like he destroyed Jerry Ryan's husband when running for the U.S. Senate. You see... Back home in my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, Mr. Ryan was beating Barack Obama handedly and was well on his way to a seat in the U.S. Senate. When all of a sudden, sealed documents pertaining to Jerry Ryan and her husband were miraculously unsealed and public for all to see. The information contained in those sealed divorce documents were very damning toward Mr. Ryan, whom, if some of you who are currently divorced know, accusations are thrown back here and there during the course of a divorce. And not everything is exactly truthful and as it seems but nevertheless the documents were unsealed well they were unsealed Ryan was forced to drop out of the race when he had it won pretty much with just three months left to the campaign Alan Keyes was drafted in to run against Obama. Alan Keyes, being the brilliant man that he is, is slightly off his rocker, just my opinion, and he just kind of 
made a mess of that election. And Barack Obama, as you know, went on to win the Senate and then the White House. But the point here, folks, is that Obama played dirty. He played dirty when he really didn't have to. Romney should expect nothing less. Nothing less. Obama is a fraud and a fool. But this time, this time Obama has been exposed. He's been exposed. So let's ask the question. Has the old media worn, worm turned against Obama? In an article written by Lee Carey in The American Thinker, the answer, in a word, is no. The old media worm has not turned against Obama, despite the much-publicized Newsweek cover featuring the president's photo with the caption, Hit the Road, Barack. The cover set off a flurry of fireworks from leftist websites. For example, the Daily Beast logged the outrage coming from several liberal outlets, as well as comments from some conservative sources, including the American Thinker's editor, Thomas Lawson. Now, has Barack Obama been exposed? Is the emperor buck naked? Is the emperor buck naked, Karen's in the house? Has he been exposed? Writing for the um, the Maddow blog, uh, a near apoplectic Steve Bennon wrote, if Newsweek's goal is to strengthen its reputation and gain new respect as a major news outlet. Ferguson's new cover story marks an ignominious low for the once great magazine, tarnishing the publication's reputation in ways likely to do lasting irreparable harm. <sighs> Obviously. Stating that Obama must go, or hit the road Barack, or whatever, and citing actual facts, such as Obama not living up to his promises, Obama's failure on the economy, all fact-based, everything in the article was completely fact-based. But one supposes that Mr. Ferguson violated some unspoken rule such as perhaps thou shall not criticize Lord High the Most High Obama for fear of being blackballed or perhaps something worse betrayal especially by a supposedly like-minded colleague apparently it leaves a bruise hence Bennett's adolescent criticism in calling Newsweek and its writer a joke. He really means insult to him and those like him rather than joke since nobody's laughing. 
Yes, the RNC is in full swing. And guess what? Oh, yeah. I'm here, baby. I'm here. So now that now that uh, now that uh, Karen has queued it up for me, let's find out what's going on. who will restore the strength and the power of the American people so we, the people, can rebuild our economy and so we, the people, can rebuild the United States of America. Plain and simple. You know, we've made real progress in Ohio in restoring confidence because that's what so much of life is about. And we are setting people free in order to build success. But we need a new partner in Washington. This relationship is just not working. It is holding us back. I'm going to tell you our story. I'm going to tell you the story of Ohio and the story of lessons learned. I took office in 2011. All right, so yeah, a lot's going on. A lot's going on. Now, MB has said that... uh, They've had enough of the RNC. And that MB is changing their registration to independent. One wonders why. What has the uh, what has the RNC done to wrong uh, MB Stan, who is in our chat room tonight? <clears throat> One wonders. Things seem to be going well today. Uh, life seems to be pretty good over here. Perhaps MB needs to come on over and get some of this shrimp cocktail and some of this caviar and some of this wine. We've even got some sweet tea. We've got sweet rolls as big as uh, Frisbees. Perhaps if MB were here right now in Tampa like me, Feasting on stuffed mushrooms with crab and lobster. Perhaps they feel just a little bit a little bit better about things. Perhaps if MB were here rubbing elbows with Dana Perino and Ann Coulter like me. Well <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. All right, just going to. I'm going. I got. I've gone. I've gone. I've gone too far now, even for me. It's gotten so bad now. It's gotten. <laughs> it's gotten so bad now for Obama, and for the Obama campaign that even Politico is starting to notice that Obama has got nothing much to offer voters and can't articulate an appealing message. All he can really do is bash Romney, and talk about how Romney hasn't put out his tax returns, or how Romney is a rich guy who's out of touch, while Barack Obama, who was once quite poor and who had spent most of his wife's money to the point where she was about to divorce him, is now, well, quite wealthy himself. After all, before Obama won the Senate, he was living in an apartment on the South Side. 
Now he has a fine house in Hyde Park right next to Lake Michigan, one of the finest, most eclectic suburbs with houses that are almost 150 years old, some of the finest housing in all of Chicago. Those houses in Hyde Park in Chicago are not cheap. He's living pretty large now. He's going on fine vacations. He's golfing every half hour. And yet he suggests that Mitt Romney's out of touch. So, what needs to be done? What must be done? In order for the liberal bubble, news media bubble to break. And do you think that perhaps the Obama campaign is in disarray? Because as it stands right now, Obama, not Mitt Romney, is the one with the muddled message. And the one who often comes across as baldly political, Obama, not Romney, is the one facing blowback from his own party on the central issue of the campaign so far. Romney's history with Bain Capital, and most remarkably, Obama, not Romney, is the one falling behind in fundraising and in the polls. To top it all off, Vice President Joe Biden has looked more like a distraction this month than the potent working-class weapon Obama needs him to be. You didn't build that. It's been a rallying cry all day long today. Here at the convention, it's all about you didn't build that. Three speeches featured the you didn't build that on yes, we did build that. And I've seen t-shirts, placards, flags. It was only three months ago that Beltway conservative George Will, in essence, proclaimed Obama unbeatable urging the GOP to focus on the Senate instead. This has been a media-generated delusion, an element of the hype that Obama is beloved by all Americans because they won't tell posters they don't like him. The problem with um, inhibiting the Beltway social system is that you start to believe the illusion peddled by the media and the liberal social establishment. The real problem, the real problem that that the Obama campaign has is that their strategy is nothing more than a, than a distraction. The fundamentals of the economy are so terrible that voters are well aware that he has failed to deliver on his campaign promises, on the economic and much much more. Obama personally seems immune to negative feedback. Valerie Jarrett and Michelle keep him insulated from negative information. And to the extent that the campaign follows his directives, it'll continue to believe that his magical personality will persuade voters that piling on debt and demonizing businesses is just, <laughs> just the medicine. Our ailing economy needs. It'll work about as well as his magical personality has worked with the Iranian mullahs. 
And there's lots of interesting horse race details in the political piece. The political piece, the article that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm referring to. And by the way, the awful truth about Obama is sinking throughout the Democratic establishment. Many of these people fear an electoral wipeout. Would discourage Democrats staying home. What do you think? Obama is campaigning. Uh, Karen Hunt writes in the chat room that Obama is campaigning as a distraction. But guess what? Few are paying attention to what Obama is doing. The focus right now is on the Republican Party and the events that are going to transpire tonight. It is going to be a hot town in the old town tonight. And the governor, the great state, the governor of the great state of Ohio is having a damn good time right now. He has got the crowd fired up. He's warming things up for Mrs. Romney and then later on my man and yours. That's right. Governor Chris Christie. Tonight we are going to have a party and tomorrow night it's going to be even even better. And guess what? The Democrat Party, which is going to be next week, is going to be is going to be a downer. Because the Democrats are saying that most of the most of the folks should stay home. They shouldn't even be there. They should be campaigning. So the place will probably be uh you know, fairly empty. Then again, I can't say for sure. So, we have a couple of callers on the line. We're going to take our calls in just a couple of minutes. So stay with us, callers, because we're going to get we're going to get in there. Oh, just one more thing. There's been some talk that. There's been some talk that uh, Ron Paul has been shut out of this convention. Indeed he has, and rightfully so. He's a kook. He's as nutty as a fruitcake. His son, however, Rand, did have a spot and a prominent speaking role which was cut short due to the bad weather. Ron Paul got got a few votes tonight, but you know who was conspicuously absent? Newt Gingrich. Newt, as far as I can tell, didn't get a single delegate. And if he did, I I didn't hear it. Let's talk one more. You know what? <laughs> we got a couple of calls. We're going to take our calls in just a, just a couple of minutes. But I'm going to take one more break. We're going to come back, take our calls. And we're going to talk about uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Saying that it's unfair that Isaac missed the GOP convention. And a couple of other notable tweets, 
suggesting that Republicans, homophobes, clowns, dog catchers just die. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> we'll be right back. He released his to Mitt Romney. Great. Well, that is good news. That is great news. All right. We're gonna we'll be we'll, we'll we'll be right back. I'm gonna play a short clip here, and then we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We'll be right back. All right. Thank you to my fellow small business owners. I just want to say I'm Renee Moore. I'm the president of the Moore. I mean, they can understand intellectually why we chose to turn on the Tea Party, but they don't understand it here in Pennsylvania. And I have to say that I have over 50 employees. We have been in business for about 16 years now, and I'm happy to say that we are Hey, ma'am. I just said to say, awesome show. It's totally awesome. 
That's right, folks. We keep the crack a it, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Beastie Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. www.20-20radio.com. Always crack a and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. While Obama's in France and telling everybody over there, hey, you got to help yourselves, the world ought to help, but um, you need to fix your corruption and you need to help yourselves. Be great. He would say that there, but that's not what he's saying here. Here's what he's saying here. Every step you take, every step you take, on the class I break and you can't escape, I'll be taxing you. with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Check this out. I was listening to um, uh, the soundbite of Obama saying that if he gets another term, that he will be willing to compromise with Republicans. He'll say, well, the election's over right now, and... uh, you need to be focused on what you should have been focused on all along, uh, bringing jobs and food stamps to the American people. He said that 
he'll go against those in his own party to seek a softer tone, a reconciliation, if you will, a a compromise. It sounds to me as if dude is desperate. Because, you know what? It sounds to me as if he's saying, Oh, just just give me another chance, and I'll be good. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'll compromise, all right. But, you know, reelect me one more time. And things are going to be different now. You know? It sounds to me like the punk is punked out. And he knows it's over. I mean, didn't you get that? I mean, did, did you did you did you did you get that idea? I mean, I, I, he's got to be the most arrogant dude around. But now, all of a sudden, he's saying that he's going to be conciliatory in his own weird way. I guess in his own narcissistic way. Sounds to me as if he knows he's pretty much done for, and that you know he's got to throw whatever thing, whatever he can throw out there. But the thing is, and as it was pointed out earlier this afternoon on the Fox, on Fox, is that dude said the very same thing four years ago that he was going to usher in a new, a new way of of doing business. That he was going to seek to work with Democrats and Republicans on a bipartisan basis in order to get things done for the American people. He was going to – well, he said there wouldn't be any red states or blue states, only the United States of America. He was going to be above the fray. It wasn't going to be politics as usual. But what happened right after he he won re-election? Well – I won, and you lost. I'm paraphrasing him what he said, but he pretty much said that. Also, what else did he say? Elections have consequences. So, I'm going to do things my way. I'm taking up most of this time because I'm the president. Arrogant, cocky, narcissistic. Do you think if he wins this November that he's just going to be all mellowed out and say, hey, you know what? This is my last election. I'm feeling pretty nostalgic right now. So, you know, why don't we just try to, you know, hang out together? Why don't we have another beer summit or an ice cream social and just chill, me, you, Republicans, everybody? And just, can't we all just get along? Do you think that's what he's going to do? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But he's pretty much begging for that one more chance. Just give me one more chance to to play nice with the Republicans. I smell blood. 
I smell blood in the water. And guess what? There's no denying what's going on in the media right now, the so-called mainstream media. There's no denying that they're in a tank for this guy. The fact is that we need to accept accept it for what it is. And conservatives, libertarians, and Republicans have got to stop wasting so much time either pointing out the obvious or attempting to deal with those out to humiliate and defeat them. Us. The present day incarnation of the media, well, will not, and nor is it capable of change. This is an insular establishment so imbued with uh, groupthink that they're unable to generate an original thought. Their primary concern is themselves and their place within the in-crowd. They live and work among those who consider themselves to be the best and brightest and above all, above all, superior to the rabble that lives in the American hinterlands. They are among the most arrogant and self-centered people in the country. And they're not worth the rest of us spending so much time pointing out their absurd statements and biases toward uh, or for Mr. Obama. We've got to let that go. we got to let it go. we got to deal with it, let it go, and move on. The media is first and foremost a business. And that alone will ensure the ultimate failure of the industry. Newspapers are quite nearly a thing of the past. The mainstream media, ABC, NBC, uh, NBC and CBS, remember those? Folks barely watch that stuff anymore. MSNBC has the lowest ratings in its history. So, let's just deal with the facts right now. The facts are, the media is in the tank for Obama. Except this time, Obama is not that blank slate. You know, he's not the unknown quantity, this uh, the unknown figure. You know, hope and change and bringing us all together... That was pretty cool three and a half years ago when nobody knew the guy or knew what he would or wouldn't do. We really had no idea who Obama was or is. We didn't know him to be a socialist. We had no evidence. A lot of Democrats and Republicans assumed him to be in the mold of Clinton, President Clinton, you know, just a your average leftist president. Obama, over the course of his tenure as president, probably against his own will, revealed himself to be a socialist, perhaps even a Marxist. And a lot of folks say, well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, right? There's nothing wrong with it. What's wrong with that? 
So what? Some even argue that we live in a socialist country already. I don't know if I disagree. But here's the thing. Yes, we have a lot of social programs. We have safety nets for those who can't take care of themselves, and rightly so. We were once a very rich and powerful country, and we so shall we be again. And when you, what comes with wealth and power comes a sense of responsibility to others who can't take care of themselves. Certainly not, though, to those who won't take care of themselves or refuse to or who look for a handout even though they are able-bodied and of somewhat stable mind. We are not a country in, ha- in the habit of following like sheep. We're hardwired for one thing, one thing for certain, and that's freedom. Americans are hardwired for freedom. It's plain and simple, which is why a lot of us don't like to be told what to do. There are those folks who want to lead. There are those who want to be led. And then there's a special group of us who simply want to be left alone. And Obama and his administration and his minions and cohorts and czars, they don't, they don't like that third option there. You know, those of us who want to be left alone because they believe that we are our brothers and sisters and that we are a collective. Obama is certainly a collectivist. He believes that we must all pull together and if we decide to go our own separate way, and do our own thing, we need to be brought back into line and back into the fold and be made to be our brother's keeper, which is why the Obama administration talks about the wealthiest among us paying a little bit more, our fair share. Meanwhile, the deficit climbs. There's been no budget put in place. And Obama continues to spend He talks about bringing down the deficit. He talks about, well, the American dream. He wants to take from those of us who produce the most so that he can give to someone else. Now, let me be clear about this before we go on to my callers. Let Let me be clear about this. The President of the United States is not entitled to my hard-earned money. If I make $10, he's not entitled to five of it. The wealthiest among us need to pay a little bit more, while literally half the country pays nothing, that I need to pay my fair share. This guy's got to go. When he makes statements like, well, at some point, you know, I do believe you made enough money. I wanted to, well, I can't say what I wanted to do. Get a visit from the Secret Service again. No, I won't say that. But that idiot, Mr. Obama, the President of the United States, should not be in the business of telling me or, or having anything to say about how much money I make. 
I do believe at a certain point you've made enough money. Those were his exact words. That's none of your business, dude. Piss off. Hit the road. It's none of your business at all. But why would he say something so stupid and so asinine? If you've got a business, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Was he talking about the roads? I don't give a damn if he was talking about the roads or not. Hell, you didn't build the roads, Mr. Obama. As far as we can all tell, you've actually never done an honest day's work at all. You didn't do shit. Excuse the language. You haven't done jack. Maybe somebody else did, but it certainly wasn't you. So, the crowd is wound up tonight, and I'm here on Blog Talk Radio. Governor Scott Walker is about to take the podium. I hope you all, in addition to listening to the sound of my voice, are watching, have it on in the background, and are waiting for the remarks from Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. It should be great. It should be great. Tonight's going to be a special night, folks. And I am hyped up on Starbucks coffee. There is a Starbucks right in here, and I am drinking tons of it because I need to be able to stay awake. The party is just beginning here, folks. It's just beginning. It's going to be great. We've got just a couple of minutes left before the end of the show. And you know what, folks? I want to really I want to thank you all for for being here tonight because one of the greatest events in our in our nation's history, one of the most important events is happening right here and right now. And you guys chose to tune into my show and I so do appreciate it, honestly. It's going to be a great night. I hope you guys stay awake and stay up and watch. And anybody, anybody at all, who has a show on later tonight, wow. All right. The governor, Governor Scott Walker, has given his remarks. He's, he's, he's up to the podium now. I don't need to tune it in for you. Because I know you got your TVs on in the background and you're going to check it out. And then Chris, and then uh, Ann Romney's going to throw down. And then, wow, I don't want to be Chris Christie right now. He's, the pressure is on him to deliver. Damn. The pressure is, and I bet the pressure is not bothering him one bit. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and check on out and go finish up for the night. I want to just say this one 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 thing before we go. I will not be hosting a blog talk radio show tomorrow. I'll try to get a substitute for tomorrow night, but if I can't, there won't be a show tomorrow night because guess what? I'm going to be down on the floor. I'm going to wave to you all. I'm going to be down on the floor in the convention hall. i got to be there. It's going to be great. Shrimp cocktail, sweet rolls, as big as Frisbee's. Caviar, all that. And you could have had some if you shown up. G-Ski could have been here tonight hanging out with me. You know, uh, GGT183, who's got a show on later tonight at 1130, he could have been here. Southern Sense, they all could have come. But nobody showed except me. So I'm going to talk about all the good food. 
and I'm going to eat until I get sick. And then I'm going to pass out in my room, and that's going to be the name of that tune. So thank you thank you all for listening tonight. We're going to cut on out. God bless you. I'm going to leave you with my main man, Lee Greenwood. Good night, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Tune in tonight. It's going to be a great show. And look for me. Look for me down on the floor. Convention Hall. Good night, folks. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. There ain't no doubt